money, you know, and you spend so much of your life doing shit that you have to do that anything that you don't absolutely have to do, you're like, I'm just not going to do that, you know. For sure. Like, oh, okay, I yeah, I could go, you know, like a like a physical, like a regular physical checkup at your doctor. Like, oh, okay, go every year. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing. Right. Yeah, three yeah. years, three years later. And I mean, I've always been the type too that's just like, oh yeah, I'll worry about something when it's a problem. And yeah. Yeah, you just don't know when something's like a problem and you like in the background. Um I don't know. It's definitely kind of opened my mind more to that thing that you're talking about, like going to get checked up more often, just because I kind of just always assumed the body will tell you when something's wrong, like within uh, within reason, like within time to like handle it. But I guess that's just not the case. It'll tell you when something is wrong, when it's like you can't do anything about it, son. Sorry. Yeah, or I feel like it's it's. The, the worst case is usually that by the time your body is telling you it's too late. Um, yeah. Especially, or some, some sort of damage has already been done. That right. will be like, yeah, some, some more serious illnesses. Like you're like, damn man, like my liver kind of hurt, you know? <laughs> right. And then they're like, Oh dude, you got to get a new one. <clears throat> We're having a discount yep. on livers. You're in luck. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got my wisdom teeth out last year and, um, the dentist, like, you know, they're just through some fucked up shit. Like everything didn't heal quite right off the bat. So for like the next six months on and off, my face would just randomly swell up. Um, would it just like get infected from it not healing properly i mean the funny thing is is that i like i couldn't tell because it didn't didn't hurt or anything which usually infection is like physically hurts right yeah Um, for sure it didn't hurt but my face would just start swelling up at random times so Mm. i think it was just like inflamed right that seems like it um but yeah and it was only on one side so like one side and one corner so basically one of the four teeth that they took you know, or whatever. And, um, right. yeah, randomly it would just swell up like to a, to a, to a degree that was not ignorable. Like I'd be on a business trip and I'd be like, well, hopefully nobody looks at my face too hard. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Yeah. And, um, I went back to the dentist like four times and each time they're like, I don't know. It looks, looks good in the x-rays. Looks good here. Maybe you're doing something wrong. You know, like he's the guy mm-hmm. I, I sit down and the guy goes, uh, um, I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> Just like what? What do you mean? Could be anything. Like the correlation here is I got my wisdom teeth extracted and now my face swells up randomly. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know, man. You know, like you like change your, like you go, I'm not even a dentist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm actually a magician. And then like, yeah, he, like pulls a dove yeah. out of my <laughs> swollen cheek, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was fucking really weird. He goes like, oh, are you, how, like, sometimes ingrown hairs can do this. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just don't think that's likely. So they kept giving me antibiotics and, but they would only give them to me in like really short bursts. They'd be like, here's five days of antibiotics. I'm like, dude, are you guys afraid I'm going to get fucking hooked on antibiotics? Because that's something. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure it's just not how 
antibiotics are successful too. You have to take yeah. them like over a, a period of time to ensure like it's gone. That's so funny. Agreed. So every single time they'd give me like five days of antibiotics, I would take those and then it would go away for a month and then it would come back. And, and so finally I just started taking all my friends and family's antibiotics. So like uh, I went yeah. back, I got the five days from them again. Cause that was all they gave me for the third time. And then I was just taking random people's antibiotics for the remainder of like two weeks or something. And then it went away and never came back. And so now I'm like, all right, fuck y'all. I'm not going back to this dentist again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was horrible. But because of that, now I haven't been to the dentist in a while because I'm too lazy to find a new one that will take my insurance and do all this shit. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Taking care of yourself is a problem. What if you could just play video games all day, every day instead? Yeah, you know. Did you watch RRR? We're back. (laughs) Yes, I did. Yeah. Hell yeah. That movie's great. Yeah, I saw I saw you guys talking about it in the uh, in the Discord. Yeah, I saw you not joining us. I was like, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, you. I mean, you know me and typing. It's like, can I can I just not? But yes, I, I that that's a great movie, and I feel like I missed out by not seeing it in a theater. I know it's coming back, so maybe I'll take that opportunity. But it's really yeah, long. It is really long, bro. I, I don't think I could I don't think I, could, I got uh, to the point uh I got to the point where uh I hadn't checked the time you know as I was watching it at all so I got to the point where uh homeboy with the mustache is like poisoned laying in bed mm-hmm. and then uh other homeboy is like I'm gonna go do the thing this is my mission I am gone if I come back I love you if I don't I love you like whatever you know that moment and yeah, then yeah, of course homeboy's poison is like i gotta fucking go <gasps> and so at this moment i'm like all right this is the climax like yeah. this is how it's going to end they're both gonna go like get the girl like whatever and so at this moment when homeboy's about to leave i pause and i'm like all right i'm gonna like go pee like you know get ready for this finale oh, no. <laughs> and then yeah i see the time and i'm like i'm halfway through that's the literal halfway mark exactly yeah. and i'm like no yeah. it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's 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 funny because it doesn't it's you know the whole thing is entertaining so it doesn't feel it as long as it is. I agree. Like it, yeah, it, it doesn't feel, but your body feels it. Like you're like, oh my right, god, I have to be so bad. You know, like yeah. I couldn't imagine watching it in a theater. Um, yeah, same. But I don't know. I mean, whatever. I guess I guess if you've seen it, if you've already seen it, and then you go see it in a theater, you're liberated because you know exactly when to go to the bathroom. So that's true. Know, yeah, maybe that's. The weird thing is, though, none of the good theaters are the ones showing it. It's like all the really small, shitty theaters. And like, there's a part of me that appreciates that. But I have bigger, nicer theaters here that show all the weird, smaller, less heard of things and have all the anime movies, like literally all the weird shit that makes it to a theater like my bigger theaters will do. They just only do like one showing a day. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Why the fuck is RRR not at any of my big theaters? I don't know. That's weird. The re-release for me is only coming to like two theaters and they suck ass. So that's 
what made me not go see it in theaters. I watched it last night, but yeah, I had a good time. I haven't I haven't looked at the list for for New York. I mean, the funny thing is, is like, man, you know, I, I I've I've grown to love the small shitty theaters just because of the vibe and the fact that they'll sell you an entire bottle of wine um, for funny. as much as one glass at like an AMC, you know, but yeah, yeah uh, true. but I, I, yeah, there's, there's something about like a really nice, like I saw Top Gun Maverick at an AMC. Cause I was like, dude, this needs to be had in a nice theater. Like this is one yeah, of those exactly. movies. And I think RR falls into that category as well. That's exactly how I feel. It's like, I want to see it on the biggest, like nicest screen I possibly can. It's really just that simple, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It needs to be I'm, I'm kind of the loud. same. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of the same. Like I do also really enjoy like small shitty theaters. I don't really have an issue with them. It's just, yeah, this was one of those movies. I didn't want to, go sit for three hours be uncomfortable on a shitty screen like yeah even if i only paid seven bucks like whatever dude yeah yeah for sure i mean it's it's at a certain point if you're going specifically because you know you want to see a movie like that the money in the best way possible right yeah Yeah. um but yeah i i recommend everybody watch that i mean it's it's i I've, i've heard there are weird things about like I don't know, politically with its alignment on the scale of politics in its home country and like, you know, stuff like that. But I, I don't uh, know. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's, it's so hard to judge based on those factors because I'm so uneducated on that situation. Right. So, like, yeah, I, same. I mean, to me, I just appreciate the spectacle of it. Yeah. But, same. But I mean, there's, yeah, there's an amount of, of, um, I think like it, it like when it first came out everybody was super high on it and now it's like yeah. starting to settle more into its status as like damn that's a really good movie but you know I remember the first month it was out people were like this is the best movie ever made you know as people do Yeah people are freaking out yeah So but I I do recommend everybody check it out cuz it's it's a it's a wholly unique experience like compared to what you know what most American audiences are used to um especially ones that don't normally get exposed to foreign foreign is the wrong word sorry it's, that's, and there's just something that's a is that really the offense. wrong word that's a cancelable offense yeah don't oh call. i didn't know that yeah no international is is what i mean uh oh, okay actually, i actually didn't know that was like a taboo term now to say like foreign film or something i mean yeah i think i think it's like you're not gonna they're not gonna hang you at the at the stake for it but i mean yeah famously also that phrase they they definitely hung people at the stake nothing else uh but yeah um they're not gonna, you know, kill you over it, but it's. I think it generally like it's an othering kind of term, right? Uh, yeah, like Oriental. You just don't say it now. Yeah, people don't really use that one too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. No, I, I everybody should go see RRR uh, in theaters and give it some, give it some appreciation. Um, and you know, there's just something so like special to me as like. Well, you know, one of the boys and, you know, we all got our boys and it's just like to yeah. see like these two guys just have this stupidly like inexplicable bond, like from the moment they just like see each other like that, you know, yeah. thing they do where they communicate in a way that makes no sense and do this whole thing. It's just like, yeah, this is badass. And then like, 
Yeah. yeah, just the whole journey, even if it's like, I was going to say not well written, but I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But you know what I mean? How it's kind of like simple yeah. at like, just like it's, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's simple, but enjoyable in like the best way. I don't know. It's, it's I love written, it. It's written how most action movies are written, right? Um, yeah, right, right. It's got a pretty straightforward plot. It focuses on, you know, character development more than anything for you know a handful of people um, yeah 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 i mean it, it's it's yeah it's solid i i agree i agree with everything it's uh i think i'm trying yeah, mustache to... man's whole like internal journey he has to go through from like start to finish yeah. of like operating over that fence beating the shit out of his yeah, people yeah. right right yeah um and then just like all the way to the end where he's like finally sending the letter being like i don't know if any of this has been f- worth it it's just yeah, like, yeah I, I loved all that so much even though yeah kind of simple but just great i'll tell you this execution i i have recently had to come to terms with the fact that i like my whole i spent my whole life really hating musical numbers in, in movies and i've had to come to terms with the fact that honestly i just have to let that go you know what i mean like i i really can't can't hold on to that forever like it's um it's a silly it's a silly thing because that more and more movies are are including them and more and more movies that i'm interested in outside of you know whatever uh outside of the fact that they have musical numbers like that pinocchio movie recently had a bunch of musical numbers and i was like oh god but honestly if you just kind of just kind of let go of stuff like that you can learn to appreciate it yeah, um, it's one of those things I guess I turn my brain off to pretty well, but I definitely am also not like a fan of it when it's a thing for a whole movie, um, like whether it be a musical or I guess like Pinocchio, I still haven't watched that, but I didn't know it had a bunch of musical numbers. But, you know, whether it's like one or the other or just a movie with a musical number or two, like yeah. very like, you know just kind of sprinkled in randomly like i don't really like musical numbers i guess a musical is different because i like obviously you're expecting it then i do like musicals but um yeah movies that just have musical numbers i'm i'm not a huge fan of but they've never they've never been like a oh there goes a point for this movie like i i just i don't know i don't really care for it like it could have not been in the movie and i might have been better off but it doesn't like knock it for me either. It's just like that was their creative choice that I just don't agree with, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It just kind of takes me out of it. I think is my thing. Um, people don't just break into dance and song uh, but, I mean, at any moment. Should. And also, you know what? I'm I actually, I think I'll, I, they kind of do. <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes you'll just be out and about and someone's singing, you know what I mean? Or dancing around, especially if you live I, I in a city. I don't, I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know you gotta, if I... You gotta walk around the streets more, man. No, I don't know. I, I guess like, so, yeah. New York, you'll just be walking. Some, somebody will just be fucking singing out loud, listening to music on their headphones or something. It's like a musical in their own world. Um, yeah, no, I I don't know. I feel like it weirdly happens more often than, than I mean, you think. Okay, so in like the baby driver kind of sense... Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. But in the way that movies do it, where like 
a whole room just breaks into like yeah. song and dance like that doesn't like no. it just takes me out of it it's just like oh all these characters that would not actually be doing this or doing this for the sake of like a musical number yeah, uh, in this right. movie it's like okay <clears throat> it's one thing if like the main character is like a uh, like just actually I don't even really know I was gonna say like a really silly guy and he's just like randomly gonna break into number but uh I don't even know if that happens really in movies but i don't know i guess sometimes but whatever maybe like like yeah you know movies do it for like an artistic touch like 500 days of summer i think of because there's just like a random scene where he breaks out into like a musical number um but yeah i don't know i think that was supposed to like you know it signifies his like mental state and all this i don't know um movies movies are weird i watched all quiet on the western front which is Probably the opposite of RRR. Uh, uh, I haven't seen that. It's that Netflix German war movie about World War One. Um, uh, yeah, I've definitely not seen that. Yeah, it just it just came out. It's uh, I don't know people. You know, war movies used to draw crowds, and they definitely don't anymore. I think. No, bro, we're past that time. Yeah, I still I still try to watch uh, it, you know all the all the good ones that I hear about, but. 1917 yeah 1917 good movie uh i really i mean dunkirk is like you know i do like dunkirk but i don't like it as much as like well 1917 for sure but then what's uh what are the older ones that are really good i haven't seen apocalypse now which is a blight on my movie viewing um yeah uh what's the other one that's really fucking good. Why can't I think of it? Oh, like there's, there's this is a bottom. lot, dude. There's platoon. I know, but there's, there's like one specifically I'm thinking of, and I can't think of saving, the goddamn saving name. Private Ryan. No. Black Hawk Down. No. When you what, say it, I will know it though. What war? What war is it? Oh, don't ask me that. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, God, I'm just gonna Google war movies, fucking military movies. Like, like give me like a year. Or like a I, range of years. I'm like totally blanking for some reason, but okay. I know once I hear the name. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm just, this is my opportunity to just name war movies. It's huge now. though. It's like <clears throat> one of the big ones. One of the big ones. Okay. Well, you already said Apocalypse Now is what you haven't seen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not that one. Hold so on. We're almost not, there. Not Platoon with Willem Dafoe. That's a huge one. No, no. I haven't. Okay. No. Okay. Um, I think I'm thinking of Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, yeah, that's a uh, that's Kubrick. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Vietnam, by the way, the war for that one. Nice. So my grandpa was in that. Nice. Don't I? I don't know. Did you ask him about it or? Uh, he never talked about it. Um, we we like my family didn't know anything about his time there until he died and a bunch of like or a bunch of quote unquote but you know the other surviving uh war vets came to his funeral and kind of like just finally talked about it and he had like all these medals and stuff um that we didn't know about and yeah basically he uh successfully killed a bunch of people and that's what all those medals were and um yeah he i think we assume never talked about it because i think all of that stuff you know probably haunted him a little bit uh 
but yeah, he never really talked about it with us. So, uh, but yeah, you know, he did what he had to do and made it back. So it is what it is. Yep. Yeah, seemed like a tough one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so all quad on the Western Front is probably more in the 1917 kind of vein, I would say. Okay. Um, it's based on a German novel of the same name from a, a, a survivor of the war um, that I was forced to read in, in high school. I, I, I've talked to a surprising number of people who that was not the case. Yeah, um, but I did have to read it, uh, and it was. I remember it being like really just kind of uh, observational, kind of dense, uh, just a lot of like describing their mental state and the landscape and like you know whatever. Um, but it, it's it's pretty. It paints a pretty bleak picture, and this this movie is not directly adapted from the novel, but it's kind of based on the same you know idea. Um, obviously, all of it you know true to a certain degree. Um, the characters, I you know, are most likely invented for dramatic purposes, but the what they went through seems pretty accurate to all the descriptions, but. Um, yeah, or you know, relatively so possible, be, at least based off of all the stuff going like that type of thing. It's like yeah, all within reality, kind of. of I would that. say 1917 is like the happy, kind of sanitized version of of this movie. Okay, um, yeah, I got you. Uh, this movie is miserable. You will finish watching it, and you will be like, "Why did I do that to myself?" Um, that is, that is the message they're trying to push. They do it successfully, whether that makes it a good movie or not. It's really hard to say. I think technically speaking, it's kind of amazing. Um, the set design, the, the, the costuming, the visuals, uh, the, the subtle, the subtle use of, um, of special effects on CG to, to kind of improve upon, you know, practical effects that they've built in place. Um, everything about it is, is really well done. I think the only thing, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, I mean, this is just modern action movies, unfortunately, but a lot of the bullet stuff is like blood and things like that, or can be CG in certain se- sequences, which always pulls me out of it. I can always tell for some reason. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. I'll, just forever be appreciative that blood and movies look so much better than it did. Like back in the day when it like was not even the same color as blood. Oh my God. Do you know what I'm talking about? This wasn't like across the board, but just like a lot of movies like fucking dropped the ball with how blood looked like in the nineties yeah. and early two thousands. And Oh my God, I'm so glad we're past that. Mostly. I mean, the you know, they never, the color <clears throat> was never quite right, but I think the, the, <clears throat> the liquidity and the physics of it were much better in older movies than they are now. Like, you know, that's the thing that I remember when I watched John Wick one, I wasn't a huge fan of it because all the, it was a low budget film and all the blood was CG and the way the blood, like, oh, the, I didn't know that the way they do the blood in that movie is, I mean, in, in most movies where blood is CG, it it's almost like, I mean, it's just, it's an effect, you know, it has to be, it, it has to be integrated after the fact and effects can only be you know, 
so good. And like in situations where blood like hits a wall, it literally just looks like it magnetizes to the wall. I don't know. There's just like weird physical properties that don't, it doesn't look like a spray. It looks like an effect. I mean, it just, it like just a does. shark. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Stuff like that just always bugs me. And I always notice it in movies. And I think in, in this movie, they do it occasionally, but then they, you know, they balance it out. They have good like explosion effects, like both practical and CG, uh, assisted, um, where, you know, they very clearly, you know, used, um, like, there are scenes where folks, obviously, it's like Saving Private Ryan, really, like, they get limbs blown off and stuff like that. All that stuff's practical. It, it looks it looks good. Um, yeah, I, I think they did a really good job with it. It's, it's, it's crazy that I'm breaking down the technical minutia of, like, a movie that's about probably the worst time a bunch of people ever had in their entire life and millions didn't make it home but that's where you know where we are now we're so far removed from shit like that yeah Um, but it's it's crazy it's i I recommend the movie um you know there's there's some character arcs uh that i think are are just really really well done at getting the message across in terms of how this this kind of particular event in history affected an entire generation of people um for what feels like no reason, you know, I mean, I would say most people would argue that war is kind of a pointless thing in general, but it's really funny in, in this particular case how specifically that that feels like the point of the movie, which is that if you were mm-hmm. there, you didn't see the value in doing any of this, right? Maybe there was a political reason that something like this has to happen not has to but you know it's it's like maybe there's a, a political necessity or something from a you know if you're one of the people in in high up in in running a country you see these things as things that need to happen or, or whatever but um but you know to to the people there it, it just feels like you're being forced into this situation that you don't want to be in um and yeah that's kind of the whole thing so it's it's interesting very interesting so if you like 1917 you'll, you'll probably enjoy this the soundtrack is all electronic which i thought was weird um i feel like you know think about a think about like a a war movie soundtrack chances are it's orchestral yeah all electronic is an interesting choice um <laughs> it's all synths and like very like noticeably electronic yeah i uh, fuck with that you know, I don't know if it's when I grew up or what, but I fuck with that so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's a cool. It's a cool choice. I think it's. I think it's weird. Some people are really gonna hate it, but I. I think it's cool. It's very strange. Um. So I definitely, definitely recommend that miserable fucking mess. But, um. Welcome to the scale podcast uh your preeminent movie podcast i am william chandler i'm joined by my co-host chris crossley and i feel like i feel like there's something that we we've got like some tidying up to do we've got like some we've got like something that we've been meaning to take care of for a while that uh we keep we keep forgetting or or pushing pushing back which is 
Where, where are we at on the character list here? You uh, said you got some new additions. I do. I wanted, I've been meaning, this is on me. I've been meaning to get more additions. That way we could, you know. Just do like an episode. Yeah. And then also the additions I did have, uh, I need to like ask the guy uh, what he said because it's been so long I forgot. Um, got it. But, you know, that's on me. Um, but, I mean, we we can... Can I, th- can I throw something random at you that I've kind of been brewing? Yeah, go on. All right, so... Recently, a podcast sort of did something similar to this, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I bet me and Chandler could do that, but better. Uh, so, this is what we're going to do. Uh-huh. And it shouldn't take us too long. We'll just, you know, go right through it. Um, if... You could like let's say if you could have three fast travel spots anywhere, anywhere, what would you pick? Oh man, well one of them is gonna be your home, right? <laughs> That's what I think too, right? Like you gotta pick your home. Yeah. I mean, but but see here's the question then. Is it like a hearthstone where I can reassign it when I when I move, or if I move away from my home, am I still traveling back oh, okay. to somebody else's okay. home? Hmm. Damn. That's, That's tricky, right there. That would be Ooh. tough because I, if I, I wouldn't pick my home only in the sense that if that was the case, then suddenly I'm I'm in trouble, right? Like I. Yeah, I hadn't considered if you end up moving because yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, I'd pick probably my home, probably someplace I go a lot in my city, and then probably someplace very far away was going to be like my three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I move, that kind of shifts everything. Yeah, a lot. Uh, dang. Yeah, it's kind of it's tough. You know, I feel like there should be some sort of just rule where if you pick your home it can just be whatever your current home is but yeah i mean realistically that doesn't make any sense if we can't change the other ones too so yeah i don't know yeah i'm i'm going to say i'm going to say if we it's most likely the spirit of the thing means you can't change it right so i yeah, feel like i think i, would I think pick, we got to make permanent i feel like i would pick my childhood home then because i mean i don't think my mom is moving for a while okay. yeah um because because you know like worst case scenario you can always make it back from there right i mean it's not like you're gonna it's your firelink shrine yeah like no matter what you figure something out if you end up there like okay yeah. I, I could drive to the airport or whatever i don't know <laughs> um then i would pick yeah. Then yeah, then you want to pick somewhere interesting, right? So I'd pick like I'd pick like two major cities and probably one of them in the US and one of them overseas. Yeah. The issue is if you pick something overseas <clears throat> and then you fast travel there, what's up with your passport? You know? Like you yeah. don't have a stamp, so they might <clears throat> they might fucking throw you in prison. But then I guess you could just well, fast travel the- out of prison. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back home. As long as they don't shoot you, I guess. Um, yeah, you could fast travel as soon as you being somewhere is an issue. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, I heard someone say in the other podcast, um, 
that they would pick an airport they go to a lot. And I was like, that's fucking smart because I, I, going to the airport sucks. And if you yeah. could just go to an airport anytime, you can yeah. realistically kind of go a lot of places. I also Pretty had that thought. Easily. Yeah, I also yeah. had that thought. That was yeah. You as a traveler, like yeah, that would be huge. But see, the 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 problem is like there are three airports here, and I never know which one I'm flying out of. So yeah, and one of those airports sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say like one point five of those airports. <laughs> like it really like your experience at an individual airport. It turns out really has to as much to do with the airport as it does the airline that you're flying. Because like they're yeah. in different terminals. Like I'll say this: the quality of a terminal at JFK or you know or um, LaGuardia can be vastly different based on the airline. Because like. Delta, Interesting. Delta's terminal at LaGuardia is a lot better than United's terminal, I think. But I fly United more often, so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What's the uh, other airport? There's LaGuardia, there's JFK, and then there's Newark, New Jersey. Oh, I was thinking of fucking Chicago. God damn it. I forgot you moved forever ago. <laughs> yeah, like two, two years ago. Um I mean, I knew you moved, but in this moment, I forgot. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was thinking of one of the Chicago airports. Oh yeah, there's there's O'Hare in Chicago. Yeah, O'Hare is the one I've used. Okay, O'Hare is probably. I mean, I fly there a lot still, so and I flew yeah. out of there a lot. But I'll say this: O'Hare is probably my least favorite airport currently okay. that I have to deal with. Um, okay. Atlanta is a close second. I hate Atlanta. But, um. Yeah. I think my least favorite airport so far was uh, whatever one I flew into in uh, fucking Oakland. That was like just horrible. Oh, yeah, that everything one. was closed and it was like middle of the day. It's not like it was a weird hour. Yeah. It was like lunchtime, you know, yeah. <laughs> like one or two p.m. And I'm like, why the fuck are all your stores closed? I'm hungry. I've heard <laughs> on a three-hour layover. About, yeah, I haven't actually flown into that one before, but um, don't just yeah. stay away. SFO is really nice. Um, oh, I've never been there. Yeah, San Francisco's airport is crazy nice. nice. I mean, it's in a, I think it's uh, like a lot of airports in this country. In general, actually, I'll say in any country. I mean, airports, they put on the periphery of the city and SFO is like an annoying distance away from the city. But um, Oh, great. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful airport. But yeah, I guess I would. I would say, you know, instead of picking an airport in New York, I would probably pick an airport somewhere else. Like that would be like my two, the two countries that I pick. But then I guess they're like, if you tried to fly from one of those, they'd be like, how the fuck did you get in this country if your passport wasn't stamped? I don't know. It's kind of tough. Yeah, it is. It's a cool question, though, because I I love the idea of being able to teleport and then also i love the idea of being like limited to like fast travel spots quote unquote because gamer brain but uh yeah yeah it's you know that's that's the that's the thing about like like um fast travel being in in games or being like a thing that became extremely necessary in games was like i remember like I, I feel like fast travel used to be something that you really only did if you needed to, right? Like if you like if you got to the bottom of a dungeon and you're like, damn, now I'm done with this dungeon and 
you know, there's no easy way back out rather than going right. all the way back or something like that. Like it, it was like a very much a, like a, I'm doing this out of necessity. Now I'm so lazy. I will fast travel a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. It kind of depends for me. I was actually thinking about this recently too. Um, like uh, some games, it is just kind of satisfying to go about the world. Like it depends on the distance, I guess, and how much time I'm realistically about to waste. But like, yeah. I think the prime example would be like Spider-Man. Like that game is relatively fun to traverse and you can kind of get where you're going pretty quickly. So it's like not a big deal. But yeah, yeah. certain other things, I don't know, I guess any of the Dark Souls, really, I would probably fast travel depending on unless it was like really close to me. But like, yeah, that's a game. Well. I guess Elden Ring specifically, and but there's, uh, and there's there's practical reasons to do it in those games because I mean if you're out in the world you can get attacked, um, yeah, but and, and, and lose you know, resources. It's kind of fun to, uh, yeah. But I I I'll, I mean I think Elden Ring does it really well, which is that there's not one everywhere. You do still have to move around the world, right? right I mean, for sure. And and I think that's the smarter way of doing it than than having one at like every village or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, yeah. But I was thinking about it because we played Borderlands three recently, and not to you know not to speak out of turn. I don't think that game's very good, but I'll say this: I definitely think that a sign that your world has been designed in a pretty weird way is if getting like you you just are constantly fast traveling back to a point to turn quests in. Um, yeah. That to me is like, all right, you've done something wrong in your RPG. If that's the way that you want to do it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just games now. Maybe we've just hit a point where you're like, I don't need to cross this open desert terrain for the ninth time because there's nothing of value in it, and my time is valuable because I have things I could be doing as an adult, you know, or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. You like Borderlands it, 3. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. I think it's a good, you know, turn my brain off, shoot some things with some friends kind of game. I don't think I would ever boot it up by myself and just play Borderlands 3 ever. But yeah, yeah I like, you know, doing things with my friends and that's a, a fun one for me for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're playing a game with your friends, it automatically goes up like two points on the scale. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do think. I mean, I don't know how much you've played that game, or if that was the most you've played that game, but I do think once you get going and get like your skill tree going, that game is just pure fun. Like you really get to build up a cool like list of skills and abilities and passives that like you can mix and match in a lot of cool ways and become like really OP and just fucking blow yeah. up a bunch of motherfuckers. And it feels good. What's really funny is we quit. at I think at the exact same place that I quit the first time I played through that game, I think we're uh, well, literally yeah. in the same spot, like standing in the same spot. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I do think Borderlands three kind of fumbles the which i think i feel this way about borderlands 2 as well actually um i feel like the beginning doesn't really pull you in like if you're like let's say there because you liked borderlands like one yeah that is maybe enough 
to make you want to play the game, but I don't feel like it's enough to make you want to keep playing the game. And they really don't do a great job at like, I don't know, showing you the potential fun the game will be at the beginning because it is really like the fun is all about mixing up all these different skills and stuff and finding all these cool weapons. And it's like, you're not really there until I think too long. I think that is one of the bigger cons of the game. I don't know how they could have streamlined that and made you get to a, like the fun quote unquote faster. Cause I, I don't know. It is kind of like just boring at the beginning. It's my least favorite part of all the Borderlands games is the very beginning. Like, and by beginning, I mean like for six hours. So like, you know, yeah. it shouldn't take you like eight hours to get to where the game starts to be fun, like on its own without friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or without the friend part contributing to that. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, yeah, I think it, you know, it's fine. I think, I think, I, I think you're right. I paid $5 that, for it, you know, I never paid full price for it. So I think that helps me enjoy it. Yeah. I don't even remember honestly at what point, but I, you know, the money is again, it's like, it's like the, the movie theater conversation. The money is secondary if it's something you enjoy. Right. Um, I think, Oh, you know what? I'm kind of weird about that with games and like borderlands three i think was never something i would have paid sixty dollars for but is always something i would have paid five to ten dollars for and like never would have like doubted that uh but then what's a like harry potter is something i was always going to pay full price for because i wanted to play it so bad and it just looked so fun and i don't know if i'll ever finish it and that's okay because I did have a bunch of fun for the amount of time I did play. So okay. it's like, let's, you know what I mean? Let's talk about that then. Cause I, I've been okay. playing a bit of it. Uh, okay. I don't think I'm nearly far enough to have this conversation, but I am curious what you're going to say about it. Um, yeah. The last, I just got and see who did you pick again? Uh, we're both Ravenclaws. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Smarty yeah, yeah. pants. That's right. We're both, so um i yeah i i just got to the part where you the 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 guy who runs the wand shop is like hey brother you want to look into this this like disappearance of a student for me i'm like damn y'all didn't y'all didn't like investigate this when it happened like what's going on here um you know what i'm talking about uh is it a side quest or this is main quest it's, it's the main it's a main quest marker but it feels like a side quest i'm sure it ties into the main quest at some point but basically after a certain point in the main quest they're like go talk to the guy at the wand shop and um and he's like so this must be slightly not like super far but you're like past the beginning and stuff i imagine right okay yeah i don't recognize this quest so you must be further than me there's no there's no, no way. I haven't I haven't played that much. I mean, really? I have, but it um, not of the main quest. I kind of been fucking around. Yeah, you like go to the wand store and the guy's like, hey, so a student disappeared a long time ago, but he did it like right after stealing a wand from us. Oh, and, no, I did do that quest. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay. like, I'm like, damn, this was like 10 years ago. Why didn't you guys fucking look into this? back then like what you just let students disappear and never ask questions like what is right and then we find them like within five minutes or you know what happened to them i I haven't yeah i mean i haven't even 
I, I haven't even gotten there. I walked up to the tower and then had to do something else. So okay, but that is um, actually okay. So I am a bit further than you. That that quest is well really dumb but other than that it is like so important for like the gameplay because it unlocks the skill tree which i didn't even know the game had until i did that quest and i'm like wait that's fine why didn't you just give this to me when i started the game what the f- yeah. why did i have to get this far especially because i'm already like level 14 or 15 or something yeah exactly it's like i've been playing so much i could have so many skills like why yeah. did you fucking gatekeep me like this yeah the way that game is designed is really strange it this is I'm gonna say this point and then we can we can you can give your full impression because I'll be out of things to talk about. But I think I, I think this whoever thought up the design document for this game played a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition and, really? and was like, I'm just gonna make that, but then they made it and it's harry potter and the writing is a lot worse but that that's fine um yeah i i think it's, i it's wonder a- if there's any truth to that because it does kind of have a lot of the same dna and like even the way sort of magic attacks are used is like kind of similar to how dragon age would do spell casting for like the mage uh yeah, I mean, class. The controls the yeah the, the, it is weirdly similar the style of kind of gameplay loop like walking around and Mm -hmm. picking up different quests and there's a lot of random shit to gather in the environment and you know the castle portions and yeah yeah, it's 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 interesting i i it's a game that i think is good like I, i i do think that game like has some has some intentionally well done elements and some accidentally well done elements right like it's just like it's borrowing so much from other games that it's gonna have to succeed in some way shape or form but um you know and then there's stuff that's unique to it that i think is 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 well done most of which comes from the setting right and solving problems that way um but yeah i don't know it it feels a lot like dragon age inquisition which makes me just want to go and play dragon age inquisition (laughs) but so give me your give me your thoughts i'm yeah, I mean, ultimately, ultimately for me, it is just a fun Harry Potter thing. Like I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those times where I think they nailed the the IP part of it, and like even if the video gamey parts of it, if you were like to take the Harry Potter away maybe like i don't know how it is then so it's like it's definitely getting carried by all the harry potter stuff a lot for me at least um and it's still fun i just uh yeah i don't know i don't know if i'll finish it ever just because i don't know that i like really need to to get what i was looking for i had fun in a harry potter world and if i ever want to go have fun in a harry potter world some more i can I will say, though, one of the huge highlights for me has been the combat. It has been surprisingly challenging when you get outnumbered and just surprisingly fun to fuck around and match up. You know, the you know, it's like, ah, he's got the yellow shield. I got to use my spell that's colored yellow. You know, it's like it's simple enough, but it like works for me. Um, 
And I don't know, you haven't gotten the skill tree yet, so you don't really know how much more fun it can be. But like you, as soon as you get the skill tree, especially since you're like level 14, you're going to have a fuck ton of skill points and you can immediately like upgrade your dodge to be this like crazy long, like dodge teleport thing. And just all this other stuff. I was like, Oh, this amplifies it so much more. Like I literally am playing the combat completely differently now because my dodge is different. My fucking parry can do this other thing. Now my, fire attack is now a giant ring of fire that blows away like all around me and stuff like like literally it all changes depending on what you do in your skill tree so uh okay yeah as soon as you finish that quest you're on the game immediately becomes way more interesting uh and i hate that they locked the skill tree like so far in i mean you're still early so it's not that far but i think it is a little too far considering how much it amplifies combat and all that um Yeah, and have you gotten the room of requirement yet? No. It's basically like your own little private magical room that's like huge, by the way, not small. It's a huge like room that is like so big you have to like fast travel to it and you can't get there on foot. It's like its own. It's like your Firelink Shrine. <laughs> it's like that this Firelink Shrine that you get to customize. So instead of having like the weaponsmith here and then the firekeeper here and like all these other fuckers like there you get to choose where they are and it's not an npc it's like a workstation basically but uh yeah you basically just get to customize your firelink shrine and like set up where you want all the different like things you can upgrade shit at to be and then like it's kind of if i recall correctly it's like the type of thing where depending on like how you set it up kind of like will determine like your buffs kind of almost type of thing. Like it's like, okay, I have three of these and they all give me like, maybe I'm misremembering, but it's like, if you have three of these, they're going to be doing this for you. So you're going to be getting like more of your potions now, like your healing potions because you have a bunch of those set up seal, that type of thing. So it's like, yeah, if you're really worried about healing, you could just set up that thing to be full of the things making healing potions for you. And it's like, ah, I don't really heal that much because I'm good at this game. Fuck it. I'll get all these stations to be something else that is making this other thing for me or Jack of all trades and all my stations are going to be different things making different shit for me. Uh, It's cool though. Yeah, I definitely recommend maybe playing a couple more hours to get the, the stuff that should just be available closer to the beginning uh, and really see what the game has to offer. Cause it is very fun. Um, And I, just, I think I'm only mostly not playing it still because I got kind of burnt out. And I don't know. I think the dialogue holds it back so much. Like, I'm just tired of the bad writing. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to play it's, more it's of the really game. It's, it's a shame yeah. because I think, man, as somebody who's never read any of the book well I, I think i read the first one when i was like you know six or seven or something but like yeah other than that um i do not know what the quality of the writing is in the source material but I, it's fine but i i do think that there is a version of this game where they focused like an alternate yeah. universe version of this game where they focused on making good storytelling because i do think the to me an rpg will always be story first gameplay second because the gameplay is never the reason that you play an rpg 
It's not. It it it's it it just it shouldn't be, in my opinion. If it is for you, then I I'm I apologize, but that's to me that's well. Weird. Like, are we talking about Elden Ring and Monster Hunter here? Because those but, are definitely carried by the gameplay. Is Monster Hunter an RPG? Uh, I've always viewed it as an action RPG, yeah. I guess it kind of is. I think it definitively is. (laughs) You, like, completely change your stats by choice. I guess. Isn't that, like... I mean, and that's the thing, is, like, I guess assigning assigning genres to things is harder than ever in, in, in games, but, um... I don't know. I mean, even even Elden like Elden Ring. Okay, like you know what you're gonna get, and and that's kind of a a different thing. But like I'll say, the first time you know, the first time I played Demon Souls, like I didn't know what to expect, and the reason I yeah. was playing it to me was was the story because it was an RPG, right? Like I was like, okay, I'm curious to see what this is. Um, and then it you know, and then it turns out it's a whole different genre of game. And at the time I didn't like it. Right. You know, or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and that was, you know, that was a unique thing. So I guess that is kind of an exception. Although I do also kind of play those games for the story and the characters in the world. Cause the writing, yeah, and that's the, the quality right. of the writing, even though there's not an obviously huge amount of it, like up front, obviously all the item descriptions and world building and stuff like that are huge amounts of writing, but, you know, spoken yeah. dialogue and stuff. There's not a huge amount. And yeah, I mean, I, I think even in those games, the writing is extremely high quality. So in an RPG, no, the writing should be a huge focus of what of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, And they just didn't care. No, in, it's in, bad. In Hogwarts, like they did not yeah. care at all. Like it's all bad all the time. Every character's bad. There's not like... I haven't I've only done one of each class I think at this point maybe two but like all the professors which are to me as somebody who's pretty much only seen the movies one time the professors are like the points right I mean that's like all that shit's the good shit in my opinion I mean the kids are like annoying and weird <laughs> I think <laughs> Even the main yeah. characters like Harry Potter. I don't even and... think I like the professors. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't like any of the dialogue or writing at all. I think it's in it's pretty bad. Or in this, you mean? In this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the movies, they're like the draw. Oh, like, in like the he... movies, I guess I haven't watched them in a while. But just out of memory, I mean, they're like. Well, how do I say they're they're just fucking solidly written throughout. I mean, yeah. not even just like the professor standing out, but just everything is. Yeah, I mean, solid. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's like part of the part of the the enjoyment is how interesting and varied they all are. And they're like characters. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's yeah. but, but in this every like everyone just feels like not a person like I don't know. You play it and you're like, OK. I don't know. The potions guy could be interesting, but he's kind of just a knockoff Snape. I don't know. It's yeah, it's sad because there is there's an alter universe version of this game where it's good, like very good. But instead, it's just fine. It's just it's fine. Yeah. But um, going back a little bit, I do think the combat 
uh, kind of carries, like, makes up for the writing a lot uh, for me. Um, it is very satisfying, and it is a decent challenge when you get outnumbered. It's like, yeah. no matter how OP or o- overleveled you end up becoming, because basically if you do any side quests, you will be overleveled. Sure. Um, it doesn't matter, because as soon as you're surrounded, like, you cannot hit multiple people at a time, usually. And if you can, it's with something that goes on cooldown. So it's like, no matter what, if you're outnumbered, there is like, I have to pay attention or I'll get hit. And you really can't get hit that much without going down to like no HP and then having to use a potion. And like now that I have the room of requirement, I basically have more potions than I'll ever need. But still, if you're not paying attention, you'll take three hits and then you're dead, basically. And I mean, I could be off by like a hit or two. But when you're surrounded by like five people, it's not that hard to take three to four five hits and be dead like so uh yeah i don't know i'm uh it's it's something where it's not like i can actually just turn my brain off i have to pay some attention and i appreciate that and then the variety of abilities you get once you unlock the skill tree basically just kind of keeps it interesting it is funny yeah i did i did um wander out into the wilderness at one point and like i have your broom right no nothing Oh, so, dude, you have to play this game a couple more hours. Yeah. You're missing out. Oh, everything. I will. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah. But I, I'm, I mean, I, I played it a little bit yesterday and I'm still enjoying it overall. It's just, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to not see all the missed potential everywhere you look. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, but I, I was, I was, so <laughs> I was, uh, I, I walked outside of the kind of town for the first time and like just into the woods and did like you know walked up to a camp and there was like a bunch of goblins there and i was like time to fuck these idiots up and then immediately got my shit stomped in yeah and was like holy fuck so i i like put my serious pants on and like took care of them but i i expected to just waltz in and like you know mindless obliterate them yeah Yeah. and and no they they did not mess around so I, i was i was impressed um yeah it seems like they take the gameplay pretty seriously they take you know, you really have to be paying attention to what's happening around you. Um, I think the one thing that is difficult for me at this stage is differentiating between attacks that you have to dodge versus ones that you can block. Um, oh, I just dodge everything. I, I hate the block parry unless it's like super obvious and I know I'm going to nail it. Just like I blatantly see the attack coming, but so often there's just people not in my vision yeah and the like little warning thing that it kind of does for you kind of gets lost in the sauce for me when i'm like focusing on the other shit i'm trying to do so i honestly if i think because i kind of try to and i do this in like dark souls games too yeah i try to keep a mental note of the last time any enemy even out of vision attacked me and it's like this timer in my mind is like okay one two three and i'm just going to dodge now because that's probably when they're going to attack me and i just kind of keep that rhythm in my head and that's sort of how i play action games is uh yeah just by trying to keep that dodge timer in my mind where as opposed to like blocking or parrying um so yeah uh that's how i sort of deal with what you were just mentioning but uh it'll become a lot better too. When you get that upgraded dodge, you're just like, yeah, fuck all these fools. I'm teleporting away. I mean, you're no, I I think you're absolutely right. Like in, in your approach to it, I, I, I pretty much do the exact same thing. Um, the one, the one thing I'll say, 
I I get the parry really easily if I if I I the timing is never the problem for me. It's the symbol between an uh a an attack you can dodge, and and it, the symbol between attack you can block and attack you can't is too similar. And the attacks don't wait very long, like like it you know some games you feel like. Like I, I mean, this is like a whole other conversation. But I was playing Hi-Fi Rush. That game, they spend, they they waste a lot of time. Not waste, but you know what I mean. They, they, the symbols are up for a long time before the attack actually happens, right? Um, the wind up. Yeah. This game doesn't have much of a wind up. Uh, for for different attacks. So like, um. You know, I'll 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 hit a parry like exactly the right time, but then I realize it's an unblockable attack, and I'm getting my ass chewed out, you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah, like stuff like that. I I you know, and maybe that's just playing it more and getting used to it. But that was something I noticed was happening to me a lot. Was like anytime it's a parryable attack, I'm always parrying it. But if it isn't one, I'm getting my ass beat. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I. I'm going to keep playing it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you definitely should make sure you get that broom, the skill tree, the room of requirement, like all key parts of the gameplay loop slash experience that I think are what really prop it up compared to how bad the writing is. Like I was genuinely shocked at how much I enjoyed the broom writing Kind of similar to the combat. I was just like, wow, I did not expect this to be as satisfying as it is. Um, yeah. And it just is flying around the broom of a world like, I mean, I know you've only watched the movies once and didn't read the books, but this is shit I grew up on. I read these books. I've watched these movies more times than I can count. Like, yeah, this is shit from my childhood that I very much care about. And I'm getting to fucking fly around it on the goddamn broom. Like, it is so fucking just satisfying. And then, yeah, the room of requirement also shocked at how much time I spent down there just customizing it and getting all the shit right and just like doing all this stuff. it's just like fuck yeah man I don't know yeah it just yeah but to pivot to Hi-Fi Rush I just started it last night nice yeah I I don't think I like it <laughs> I am not sure how much I like it but I definitely do like it it's just um, I kind of I don't know I, I don't I don't like, uh, how do I put this? I don't necessarily feel like they super, at least for me, or maybe it is just me. Uh, I don't feel like they super nailed the, like, I don't know, the, like, combo to the beat thing necessarily. I kind of wish I could just do what I want to do and then, like, when I'm on beat, I got a bonus, which that is kind of how it works, I guess. But it's, it feels like it really at all times wants me to be on the beat and that's fine. I, I just don't, I don't feel like they nailed that. Like there's a certain song during the first boss last night or the song during the first boss last night. There was just like this point where it's like the beat and this is maybe not accurate. I'm just going to do an example uh, for reference, but the beat maybe goes like da 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 da. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, and then I'm like in my head, I'm counting it. I'm like, okay, so there it is, and then I want to like go 
XXXY, XXXXY, or like whatever, you know, like yeah. directly on beat. Yeah. And that's just not how it works. Like you can't even combo your X's that fast. Like if you spam X, he's like one, two, three, four. Like maybe that's too slow, but it's definitely not one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Like yeah. you cannot combo that fast. And I'm like, well, y'all fucked it then. Like it literally the, the like BPM is like faster than what I can do or like the beat you're wanting me to hit on isn't the beat that like makes sense to me. And that's like my biggest thing. I just wish like it would just essentially like kind of have thrown the idea of me at, at, like trying to attack on beat out the window. And then it's just like maybe more so about trying to like hit the finisher on beat, which it is kind of like that. Like it is kind yeah. of more about like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, I'm, I don't know, I, I don't know how to explain, but, I, but I'm honestly having a lot of fun and I think the game looks really good. I think the dialogue isn't like horrible. I think it's like, I don't know, it's not like really funny or anything like that, but it's like silly enough to where like I'm not annoyed. I'm like, yeah, that was fine. Like, I don't know. Like, I think, I think it's all fine. It's not bad. It's not great. Like the writing and dialogue is all just uh, totally f- okay. There's yeah, you know, I, I find the I find the writing generally pretty pleasing. Like it's it's a satisfying yeah. experience. It it feels like like pretty pretty snappy. Like I don't know, like a cartoon, I guess, or like like a yeah. pretty well written animated yeah, movie. Like it's right. it's it's up there. Um I guess I I agree with your gameplay criticisms and that there's so many sounds and things on screen and everything's happening that to me, the rhythm gets a little bit lost in the, the, the chaos, which I think is part of the difficulty. It's part of the point. Um, but there is something that I'm missing in the gameplay. Like I've never, I always get a B or an A on the rhythm portion of it. I never have gotten an S on that and I can't figure out why. And it's probably just me, but, um, it makes things less than satisfying. Like I've gotten an S on the overall combat, but it's because I dispatched everything quickly or same. I keep getting the rating for the time. And then that's another thing too. I'm just like, so the best way to beat the enemies is to not follow the beat. That's like, that's how it feels to me. It's like, okay, like I got rewarded for clearing this quickly S tier so if I would have slowed myself down, because that's what I feel like I would have had to have done to fight every enemy on beat, then I would have got rewarded for staying on beat, but would have gotten punished for not being quick enough. Like, yeah. what the actual fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just feel like. Uh, yeah, I'm being not punished for staying off beat because it hasn't been like that. I'm still winning all the fights and having fun. But yeah, that like grading at the end there for some reason like irks me a little bit i'm just like fuck you yeah i'm hitting the enemies and you know having a good time fuck you i don't know don't give yeah. me a b motherfucker. yeah and i mean i i think um the difficulty is kind of weird because i don't think the game's hard but i feel like the grade is making me feel like i'm not doing as well as i could be right exactly it's um, like i, I but I'm a little further than you. I'm curious if you keep playing what you think. I think uh, the 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 first level and first song really did a lot. Like the first boss song did a lot to win me over because I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. Oh, yeah, I'm not. So that was actually not huge for me. I'm just such a fan, though, of um, 
music in general that it was fine. Like yeah. I wasn't like, oh, wow, this band, this song. Like I was just like, oh, yeah, nice. But it wasn't something that resonated with me. Like, oh, fuck this. Like, let's go. But yeah. I have heard there's a song from Scott Pilgrim in this game somewhere, and I'm very excited about that. Oh, yeah. See, so, yeah, I, I I haven't even looked at the song list because I think part of the fun is being surprised by what yeah, happens. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Um, I, that was just something I heard in passing, and I'm like, well, fuck me. Yeah, I, I just love Nine Inch Nails. And even then, this is like one of their not even, like, I would say they're not in their good era songs. You know what I mean? But even then, uh, still, yeah. as soon as it started playing, I was like, I know this. And yeah, it, and it same with the, the opening song for me. Yeah, the, the Black Key song, song. I was like, course. oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Again, yeah, not even, I think, not even um, one of their best songs, but still got me hyped. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think the style and kind of a lot of the stuff we mentioned, like how it looks, how it sounds, the songs they've picked, uh, yeah. the dialogue, because I, I genuinely don't think it's great, but I also like am so serious when I don't think it's bad at all. It no. is just perfectly fine. Like, it's not blowing my mind like, wow, this is incredible dialogue and writing, but it's just like, I'm entertained. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, just the style and all that is going to probably carry it for me. I'll probably keep playing it unless it just hits a point of not fun. Uh, but yeah, I guess ultimately I wish the game would have been more about like my combos are adding to the song. Like when I start hitting, I'm making noises that, go with whatever noises are happening instead of it being like more about me trying to time it to match the song. I just kind of wish all the attacks added to the song. And I was like just having fun instead of worrying about being good at my timing. Like that, that's kind of my thing. I just wish it was way less about, I don't know how good I'm doing because it really isn't about that. It kind of is about the style and just having fun. So it's weird that the gameplay kind of like, I don't know, pushes back against just getting lost in the song and having fun by saying, yeah, you didn't really do that good. Try better next time. It's like, okay, but I had fun though. So what? <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just, just weird disconnect for me there, but I think I'll be able to turn my brain off to it and just kind of get lost in the sound and the visuals of it. Yeah, and for me, I mean, as you always say, I hate fun. So character action games are not ever my jam. So yeah. the chances of me finishing this are like slim to none. But I, it's pretty short. So I think that could maybe help. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be the case, but and maybe it's just that there aren't that many levels. But each level is kind of long. <laughs> I don't know, maybe thirty, forty-five minutes. Yeah, and I think there's like eight to ten levels, so it'd yeah. be like eight to ten hour game. I, I feel like that's exactly how long this game should be. Yeah, that's probably true. I, if it was any shorter, people would be like, "What a ripoff!" But I'm me. I'm like Jesus. I just want to get through this. You know? Yeah, that's um, funny. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm playing on the normal difficulty, and it doesn't feel hard. But the second boss, I do not want to bump it up. Yeah, I don't want to bump it up. And the, sec- the second boss, like the first boss, was pretty straightforward didn't, didn't bother me much the second boss was a little bit harder there was a moment there where i was like damn i might actually die um yeah i don't know we'll see I, I'm, I'm gonna keep i'm gonna try to keep going with it i say that about everything and who knows but yeah um have you played atomic heart 
No. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, just full stop. I hadn't really heard of it until release. I mean, I had, but I hadn't looked into it um, until release. And it doesn't particularly appeal to me. And then also the, like, I don't know, Tran kind of brought up some, like, political controversy surrounding the game. And I was like, well, Wait, what is I don't really know if I care enough. Oh, uh, I don't know. Something about the way they just... who Who made the game and the way they're portraying I, I haven't looked into it that deep but tram was kind of bringing up now i'm curious i mean i have something something i, haven't seen I don't even know if tram, tram could have like just been dead ass be joking too so there's also that i guess yeah. take it with a grain of salt yeah i mean I, i'd say <laughs> like, i'd say if there's a political controversy to be had it's that this game it's i mean the setting is an alternate universe where the soviets very easily won yeah the second world war and then entered into like a, a a time of prosperity like extreme prosperity um if if anything i think this game is politically controversial because if you're like us and you lean to the left it definitely dismisses a lot of aspects of like socialist and communist rhetoric as like inherently absurd and i think that those things are a lot more appealing than a lot of capitalist tendencies at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, there's the, the writing of this game is, is not the, is not the thing. I think, I think the overall plot of atomic Heart could be interesting, but you're never going to find out because it's buried so deep in dialogue. That is the worst shit you've ever heard in your entire life that you, you, you just would never know. Like, like the actual plot line and the stories and the secondary dialogue from characters is interesting, but they, they waste so much of your, of your brain space with a vending machine that is sexual Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it it is just what a waste. But um, yeah, they. I do you like Bioshock One? Are you serious? I, I have to. I feel like I have to. You're a you're a Bioshock Infinite person, right? Are you serious? Is this? Or am I getting this backwards? Are we even friends? I'm sorry. I talked to so many people who have so many opinions about Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I think he's great. I love, I love all the Bioshocks. Okay. I One is, I think, objectively the best and one of the best video games I've ever made, probably okay. in my top three. So. Okay. If you like Bioshock 1, you will like Atomic Heart on some level. Okay. Hell because yeah. gameplay-wise, I think it is the closest to Bioshock 1 in its highs and in its lows. Um, oh no! I'll say the melee combat is about as bad as Bioshock One was in 2007, and now it's 2023. So that shit is even less for forgiving. Um, but uh, once you get a gun, and once you really start getting ammo for that gun, and really start getting into the rhythm with the powers, this game is every bit as satisfying as Bioshock One. And I think that game, Bioshock One, to me, gunplay like. Blasting a splicer with a shotgun, zapping them with electricity, yeah. doing all that stuff is still really satisfying to this day. 
And yeah. I think the gameplay of Bioshock 1 is leaps and bounds better than Bioshock Infinite. So if, if uh, you... If that's you a weird one. Disagree with that, which I don't blame you. Like, I'm a person who thinks that Mass Effect 1 is the best Mass Effect game. Because... When I, it is though, but the gameplay isn't the best in Mass Effect One. But see, like to me, I would rather I would rather have something heavy that feels impactful <clears throat> than something kind of light and satisfying. So, like, I'll give you a very direct example. Um, Dark Souls One is the is the most satisfying Souls game to play because of the weight of everything that you do, but it doesn't play the best. We are definitely not on the same opinion of this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think that there is something about having your actions feel impactful that is that is inherently tickling the brain for me. Um, and I understand that that is a unique thing that not everybody agrees with. But like when you play, no, I, think I, I, I don't agree know, with that. But know, in terms of like Bioshock One and Dark Souls One specifically, those games maybe less so Bioshock, honestly, but um, definitely Dark Souls are just kind of reaching a point where they're more so dated, and where I wish maybe like Dark Souls Three and stuff kind of did have that weight, but with like the more polish that they sort of have now. Um. That's just not the case, sadly. But yeah, yeah, Dark Souls 1, it's way less about the weight for me and more so just about the jank that kind of comes with Dark Souls 1. But like, I agree with you. I'm trying to think of an example that's like a little more modern that's kind of like that, but I can't. Um, Yeah, I mean, these things come up every once in a while, but I I don't know. It's it's kind of like it's like Dying Light 1 versus 2. Like there's something about Dying Light 1 and the 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 weight of the actions, the way melee combat feels that doesn't work at all in Dying Light 2. And the only way I can describe it is that it just feels more impactful, more like everything you do feels like a little bit heavier. It feels like it's connected to a body. And in Dying Light 2, everything feels floatier. I mean, it's it's one of those weird arguments. Like People have been trying to quantify why Mario is a good platformer forever, right? And and it's it's difficult to to always nail down uh the language um but i don't know yeah i so so kind of to get back on track i think this game plays a lot like bioshock 1 and and bioshock 1 is a game that's really old you know what i mean so like yeah 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 that could be people might get upset by that i i don't know i mean I, but i i think yeah, it's been so long since I've tried to play Bioshock, but the, I know the last time I played it, uh, I remember thinking then I was like, dang, this is starting to feel dated, but it's still really fucking good, like regardless of that. Yeah. So I wonder now how I'd feel about it, because it's been a while for me. Um, no, it's actually actually an interesting example as well as Dead Space 1 versus Dead Space Remake. Oh, like, OK, yeah. Dead Space 1 moves a lot slower than Remake does. Uh, yeah, in general. and the move really fast in the remake too right what's that like the enemies move way faster in the remake than they did i i think so yeah um i've seen some people say things to the contrary but i don't know i mean no (laughs) the enemies move much faster in the remake they fucking come at your ass i thought so too yeah but i don't know i um yeah i 
there's something about the way atomic heart feels that i think is is satisfying um the shotgun is like an all-timer like it's it's a great game shotgun um yeah hell yeah uh and enemies are not spongy like like to me barshock one and maybe this is I don't know. Other than Big Daddy's, every enemy is like not spongy, like like yeah, regular it's, enemies. It's, they're killable. Yeah, you're they just do. like, all right, blam, like yeah. gone. You do a lot of damage to them, and they do a lot of damage to you. Yeah, and I think that type of game is is the perfect game design for a game like this. Like three yeah. enemies at a time, and they're all dangerous, and you're dangerous to them. Um. And and that's I, I like that and and see that was and that was another thing that Bioshock Infinite got wrong. Regular enemies had huge health bars that took a lot of shot. I don't know. Just there's just things about the way that game plays that I think are are just inherently worse. But anyway, I don't know about to, worse. It is just different though, and it's totally valid if you yeah. like one more. I would say I like one more as well. I think Bioshock Infinite is fucking incredible for other reasons than why one is incredible and i would honestly kind of say the same about two as well two being at the bottom of my list there but i think two is just really fucking great as well in its own way and i mean this exact conversation honestly is can be applied to dark souls it's like one two three elden ring bloodborne are all really good for their own reasons and one is like at the bottom of my list for certain reasons and then like two is really high up my list for some reasons and that's totally different yeah. for any other you know yeah, yeah individual souls player so uh and I, I actually respect that opinion more than the bioshock opinion because i think bioshock i like you respect me liking dark souls 2 more than one more than me liking bioshock one more than the others no, 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 no. I mean, I, I think you, you, well, you specifically liking Infinite's gameplay is, is unforgivable. I like it for other reasons. No, I mean, I, I just think, and I mean, I don't know. I just think it's fun. You know, it's just really, I'm having a good time. And Fuck, I fucking hate sort playing of, that game. Really? That's crazy. The story of that game is very good. And yeah, is, I definitely agree with that. And there's some character decisions in that game that are weird. I love that I'm relitigating Bioshock Infinite every year at this point in my life, but <laughs> the the story overall in that game is is fascinating. There are some things that characters do or some choices that don't always make sense or aren't the optimal ones, right? Like the stuff that happens with the Vox Populi is weird. Um but I think I don't know. There's I don't mean this in a bad way, but it is almost like they kind of like thought of the end and then wrote from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for oh, sure. wouldn't it be crazy if this was agree. the thing all along? And they're like, yeah, let's do that. And then uh, yeah, they just kind of wrote from there. I think so. But um, that being said, like that whole stuff at the end is like it's crazy. It's good. I like it. It's what made it all worth it. Not that it wasn't until I got there. It's not like I you know leading up to that i was like well this was kind of a bust but it's just like i would say for me maybe up until like the end end kind of portion where everything falls into place uh 
the story wasn't necessarily what was carrying me. I definitely was like interested in Elizabeth and what was going to happen to her and, you know, bookers, whatever. I kind of didn't really like, you know, uh, care about him much like uh, the person I'm playing. But I, I definitely was like, yeah, I'm interested to see where the stuff with Elizabeth goes and whatever. But mostly it's just like something about. Um, being in the Bioshock universe is just like inherently uh, interesting to me. And like yeah. those games kind of just won me over so hard from Bioshock one. It's kind of just one of those things like if Ken Levine is creatively involved in a Bioshock project, I'm just going to be interested, period. Um, because you never really know when some stuff that happens at the end is going to happen. So it's just like, yeah. Um, you know, what's funny. I, I also, this is like a whole other conversation, but I think Bioshock two, ha- which had little to no Ken Levine involvement right, is, is right. the most consistent in terms of quality in both story um, and gameplay across the board. It it doesn't it because it's it's not the first, which means it doesn't have the same level of of highs, right? It's not the it's not the thing, sure. it's not the thing that created the universe. So you 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 know, it already feels somewhat derivative because of that, and it's not different enough to feel wholly new in that universe. So it's it yeah. kind of sits in the midpoint. But in terms of story and gameplay in a Bioshock game, like as a product, it's. It would be like technically the best one, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's weird. I think the story is is from start to finish completely good, and the gameplay from start to finish is completely good. Which um, you, I, I definitely say, agree with the gameplay part. I don't remember the story. I guess honestly, I mean, I remember the like the thing. It's like yeah, you know yeah. who you are and what you're fighting for, but yeah, like. Yeah. I don't really remember the small things that happen along the way from like the whole journey. Basically, I just kind of remember this one moment at the end when the big sister you've, you know, yeah, created, not created, but you know, the big sister that's on your side, like turns a corner and there's all the bombs there. And like those kind of like bigger, like moments at the end, I kind of remember, but I don't remember a lot of two. I wonder if I could replay that and have a good time yeah it might be time it might be time to do that um yeah i just um for infinite i just think it uh and i mean even going you know not even just you never know when you're going to get something like the stuff at the end of infinite you're also just not really sure like when you're going to get some stuff like at the end of bioshock like even bioshock one which is just fucking nailing it the whole time it's still like I don't really know that the story is what was carrying me in Bioshock one. I think I was just having fun in that atmosphere, like this unique underwater city shit that I had never played a game in a setting like that. And just, you know, the gameplay is fucking good and serviceable. So that's kind of carrying me a lot. And then the art direction and you, Oh yeah. World design. And it's just like, you know, I'm meeting all these cool characters and all this stuff is happening. But until you get to certain moments, it's kind of just set dressing for the creepy vibes and the craziness that this city is fucking lost, dude. And now you're here and you got to fucking go and you don't even know why you're here. And it doesn't matter because you're playing a video game. But then once it uh, it does all matter and they drop the Adam Ryan moment and 
just like these few key moments that are genuinely just moments that add greater context to every oh yeah sorry sorry sorry. but yeah uh add context to um the rest of the stuff that has already happened and it's just like whoa and you just never knew in infinite when something like that could happen so even though i definitely kind of agree with what you're saying i just think infinite holds up well also as like a video game uh of its time like a modern it's not modern anymore it's old now but you know at its time i think it you know was fine as a video game and then they did enough of the bioshocky ken lavini things to keep it like interesting enough i I don't know i think it's fine i think it's not as good as one uh but i definitely think bioshock infinite is a great game pretty much start to finish i think I only I played it for the first time like two years ago, so yeah. I feel like my memory on it is like relatively fresh compared to the other two. I I've been meaning. I mean, I played through Bioshock One too many times at this point to probably play yeah. it again ever. But um, I've been meaning to do a two and infinite uh replay, especially two because there was a DLC. I would like to play two a lot. There's the DLC Minerva's Den, which I think um. I don't remember much of. I did play, but I don't remember it as well as I should. Um, the DLC of Minerva's Den is, is supposed to be probably one of the best stories in that universe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I need to. I need to. I need to get Bioshock Two going again because it's one of. The, I think I've only played through it the one time. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's something we should do as a as a book club kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I was just checking Steam to see if I owned them on Steam because I assume that's the best way to run them. But you know, I mean, they did those remastered versions too that I remember hearing kind of correct. fucked up things about at launch. But uh, here's the thing: uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar with the ever infamous Nvidia leak list that happened i think like two or three years ago now yeah where a bunch of shit that had not been announced released or yeah. announced fucking was on this list and then yeah. like oh don't worry about that that was just uh, fake data we yeah. created a haha and so then far notably all of everything. the playstation games have been like every playstation game that was listed on there ended up being released uh yeah and then everything um, I mean, like, I'm not going to pull it up, but a lot of stuff from that list has come to fruition. Uh, Street Fighter being yeah. announced, um, Portal RTX being released. Like, there's just a lot of stuff on that list that has since come out. Yeah, Bioshock RTX, I want to say, was on that list, and if it's not, um, it was a similar thing where it just kind of like blatantly leaked, and it's just a matter of when, not a matter of if. Yeah. So an RTX update for her, the Bioshock games is like all I need to like get pulled back in. So I'm like, I'm wondering if I should just wait for that to happen because there's no way it's not coming. If it ever happened, it'd probably be for the first one. So I think you're safe playing Bioshock 2 at this point. But yeah, yeah. Um, and even then, I mean, Portal RTX kind of runs like shit. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm just going to play them then. Fuck it, I do have them. I'm just going to install one and two and play them both. Um, so, play Atomic Heart, I think. 
Let's, yeah, I, I'd be curious I think I'll to get your. I think I'd be curious to get your thoughts. It runs really well on PC, by the way. It's extremely well optimized. I'm running everything maxed out. Nice. And uh, you know, it, it it runs very well. So I, I would I would give it a shot. Let me know what you think. I, I'd be curious to get your yeah. opinion on it because I think it's one of those games that had some things been slightly different, it would have been truly great. Yeah. And there is the potential there for this studio to go and do something that hits that hits that mark. So, um, what else you been playing? Um, what have I been playing? Uh. Did we did we ever I know we talked about the Dead Space remake a bit, but did we talk about it in at length after I finished it? I can't recall. I, uh, should, I should know this. Did we? I have no idea. Maybe not. Hmm. That game's really good. Alright, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I've been thinking about doing a new game plus playthrough. That's why I'm. It's like on my brain again. But, um, I, yeah, there's something about the loop of that game that is so satisfying. It just it makes you want to keep going. I don't know. And now I'm like, damn, dude, I. <sighs> they got me again. You know, they're gonna. I don't know. Are they gonna remake two and three? Maybe. Should they? Maybe. I don't know. I think I've uh, just been playing a lot of Elden Ring, I guess, other than stuff we already mentioned. Uh, I've been doing that a lot still. Damn, my crazy. buddy... Yeah, well, my buddy just started playing uh, it, basically, so I've just been playing with him. And yeah, it's fucking, I mean, it's Elden Ring, you know, can't go wrong. Yeah. And I can't remember if I mentioned this in a recent recording or not, but it's like the first playthrough I've done where I've kind of gone and done everything again. And I've been doing all the side quests again and I'm on like, you know, new game plus like five or six. So I'm getting to fight like some of the bosses that I kind of felt like were pushovers in the first playthrough, at least at the time that I did them. And actually, like, have a fight, you know? Like, I'm so, fuck yeah, I'm sweating. And I finally got to do Rykard, and it not be easy as fuck. And holy shit, is that fight so much more fun when you don't just fucking walk right through him. Oh, my God. I love that fight. And I didn't know the the special weapon you get. Yeah. uh, The gimmick they do in all the games uh, with a boss. Yep. I didn't know it had like a bunch of combos you could do. The first yeah. time I played the game, I literally just like spammed R1. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. But yeah, no, it has like combos and shit you can do with it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is actually dope as shit. Yeah, I think to me, Rykard is the weakest version of the Storm Ruler gimmick. Um, I don't know. I think I, it's I think it's my number one. <laughs> God, I fucking hated that. Fu- I can't explain it. And, and it's funny. I mean, everybody has this. I think we talked about this at the time. I mean, everybody has different bosses that they struggle on. For some reason, Rykard, I died on like five times, and I do not know why. Oh, just, weird. Yeah, I first timed it. Um, he, he 
For sure. Yeah, it was one of those that I just... I, gimmick bosses in general are usually never my favorite. Um, but this one this one really annoyed me. Um, that's cool. I think I, uh, I'm, Demon that, Souls kind of broke that for me. We, I just, haven't, yeah. we haven't mentioned it. We haven't even mentioned it to each other on the side. Oh. But they did announce that Elden Ring DLC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Well, I mean, it's like one of those things where, I mean, they like literally said they were going to do DLC back when the game came out. Yeah. So it's not like we... And they always do. Are, yeah, well, yeah, that too. Uh, and it's not, But it's not like this was like a surprise. And they didn't give us like a release date or a trailer or literally anything other than an image, which there is a lot to, you know, extrapolate from that image. But I don't know. I just didn't really care. I was actually kind of like sad when i saw yeah. that because i was like looking at the tweet and i'm like where's the release date where's the release date I and there wasn't one and i'm like yeah i wish there had been a teaser a release date anything other than just an image and an announcement we basically already had yeah i mean i'll tell you this it'll, it'll be out in about six months that's my that's i was my uh i was actually thinking it'll probably be winter since they didn't say a date um that makes me believe fall winter which i guess yeah. is kind of like the six months range but I'm sadly thinking it's going to be like a December, January release. Really? Okay, maybe. Yeah, that's that's just the vibe I get only because um, they have released DLC in the winter for yeah. um, Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. Yep. So that just leads me to believe they'll do it again. Um, yeah. Kind of okay. similar to Pokemon. They have a very consistent release cadence they release things in the winter and that's yeah, just do. when it's going to happen so except for i mean you know El- elden ring was february i guess but well yeah but their games always come out in the spring yeah uh and then their dlc has always been in the winter yeah so that even if it's not the same year that's just a a pattern i've noticed so i just kind of assume until proven Otherwise, that'll kind of be the same. You know, what's funny is, I mean, and I'm curious which path they'll take, because, right, I mean, it was what was the gap of time between Bloodborne and the old hunters? Um, Off the top of my head, I actually don't know. I couldn't even tell you when Bloodborne came out, but it was. It was either the winter that year or the winter the next year. Okay, it um, says it says November twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, which is I think oof. over a year and a half after yeah. Bloodborne came out, right? Yeah, that's the winter after it came out. I'm pretty sure because it came out. Yeah, it came out March. Oh no, it came out March twenty fifteen. So that was actually oh the same year. Same year. Oh wow, I thought it was the year after. Okay, okay, okay. Well, cool. I didn't realize that was the same year release. That's I you know I didn't remember that either. Good for them. That's crazy. That's crazy than how much like because I, I don't know if we've talked about this or if you remember um but that was when i got into dark souls was bloodborne and i literally bought a ps4 for bloodborne like i had no interest in a playstation at all i was I totally content that, yeah yeah and i was like i got a ps4 just for bloodborne because that shit looked cool as fuck and i was like all right i'm gonna play this game like the lovecrafty and sort of aesthetic and vibe and uh atmosphere of it all i was just like holy fuck um and yeah i fell in love with it played the ever-living shit out of it proceeded to go and play the other games uh throughout the course of that year 
And then I guess that's when the DLC came because I definitely fucking played that shit day one. I don't remember it being the same year, though. That's so awesome. And then didn't Dark Souls 3 come out the year after that? Was their uh, release cadence that fucking poggers? year after, I want to say... Or was it actually 2017? I think it was 2017, but... Damn. Dark Souls 2 came out the year before, almost exactly. The Scholar of the First Sin? No, original Dark Souls 2. Original Dark came Souls out 2. Came 2014? Yeah, March 11th, 2014. The original Dark Souls 2 came yeah. out 2014. Yeah. Oh. Scholar, Scholar didn't come out until... Let me look. What a year. Um, let's see, Scholar, April 1st, 2015. Wow. So. What the fuck? But what I wanted to know. I do not remember it being like that at all. So the whole reason I even started talking about this is because what I want to know is what is the path they're going to take in terms of DLC release cadence, right? Because like, to me. So Dark Souls 2's DLC came out at a really consistent pace beginning only a few months after the game came out, right? And so, and then they continued to release it every few months, which I thought was really cool. That is really cool. And Elden Ring feels like the type of game that Dark Souls 2 is is in the sense that it's like, it would be easy to slot in DLC in the way that the world is designed. Right? Yes, for sure. So I'd like to see that kind of thing where once Elden Ring starts releasing DLC every six months or so, there's just more like another little piece because to, to yeah. me, I find that method of, of releasing stuff more interesting than just doing one expansion a year and a half after the game comes out or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just one big expansion. Um, but I don't know. I'm sort of of the other side. I I would like a huge content drop that I can just get lost in for a while. That makes me like almost yeah. feel like a, a whole other game just came out. Like I will never forget uh, Iceborne, the expansion for Monster Hunter World, and just how much content that was. It almost rivals Monster Hunter World, if not has more content than Monster Hunter World in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's insane to me as like. An expansion that's i so ideal for me Still i just want to keep that. playing the game oh dude so good um I need to do that i just want to keep playing the game i already love and just have way more of it like that's yeah. all i want monster hunter it's one of those things like world is a game that i constantly regret not having played at more at launch um, i think world at least in comparison to iceborne like kind of sucks i don't <laughs> I don't think I like Monster Hunter World anymore. I think it was really good at the time, but that was also the first Monster Hunter I ever played. Um, really? Damn. Yeah, I mean, I had fucked around on one of the 3DS, but I don't even really think those two experiences are comparable other than the name. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I recognize the Rathalos, like, from my yeah. 3DS jank-ass scream, but the gameplay is completely different between those two. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if, uh, World is the outlier. The 3DS game is actually oh, it is, more it is, like but, Monster Hunter. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. But even then, like, so after World, I went and played like Generations Double Cross or like whatever yeah, it's called yeah. on the Switch. And it's yeah. like, 
yeah, that's a traditional monster hunter, but even that basically plays more like world in the sense that I was playing the other like monster hunter try ultimate on a 3ds with one yeah. fucking joystick. Like I might as well have just been killing myself slowly, painfully. Um, and yeah, world. So in that, in that way, all that being explained, world is kind of basically my first monster hunter, even though I did put some hours in before it just was completely different. So yeah, that being said, I was having a great time, not really knowing how stupid all the things I was doing were and just kind of like enjoying the good parts. But Iceborne is just the good parts. Like there's none of the, all right, here's a really shitty, you know, and we've had this conversation on the podcast before when Monster Hunters come up. Here's a really shitty quest that involves doing anything other than hunting monsters in a game called Monster Hunter. Fuck off. I didn't fucking buy Monster Hunter to fucking do anything other than hunt monsters. And so Iceborne, that's like all you fucking do. It's nothing but like new monsters or new versions of monsters that you know and a fuck ton of them and you're hunting them like, holy shit, thank you. And then they add all these new mechanics like the grappling hook thing. I don't I think it's called the clutch claw and just all this other shit and all these fucking. Ah, God, no, it's it's so good. But. um, Yeah, after having played Iceborne and having tried to go back and play world again, like when other people will try to get the game or something like that, it's like. No, this kind of sucks, at least in comparison. I don't know. I think Monster Hunter World main game really like holds itself back in a lot of ways by trying to do I don't know just all the stuff that isn't hunting monsters I guess it's just like uh, I, who cares it's supposed to be the reinvention of the series it was supposed to be the you know Elden Ring for lack of a better term for and it was franchise. I yeah mean, it, and it was it's um yeah, I, think, I, I get what I think you mean. Iceborne could have been that too, though, and then would have cut all the bullshit. Like, yeah, it, I definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's like they did what they were trying to do, and that's great. It's just like in comparison, like I didn't have any complaints about World at the time, but then when Iceborne came out, and I essentially played like the better version of World, which makes sense. They made it after World, so it should just be just like it, except better. But then to go back, it's like, whoa. Like, I don't think I could ever replay Monster Hunter World. I think there's just literally no way I could do that. Yeah. Because the, like, main quests that you have to do that are just really dumb and are about going collecting things or hunting down monster tracks in every single area, it, yeah. it's just all so not fun that I just... it's It's horrible for me. Whereas before, it was my, like my way to get to more monster fights is like, okay, I have to do this to get to the next fight. Now I've done those fights like a billion times and I could just boot up another character and fight that monster right now. So why would I, I don't know, do all this extra stuff to get to it. And then sure. yeah, Iceborne, it just is all the good stuff. Even if it's like some bullshit that's not hunting monsters, they just did it all very well in Iceborne and kind of figured it out. And, uh, I don't know how we went down this path exactly, but <laughs> we were talking about uh, the DLC release style. Oh, okay, one okay, giant okay, expansion. Okay, okay. I prefer like piecemeal, like like the Bethesda style. Let's do three little expansions that you know add some pieces and parts to this overall game world. 
um, or like Dark Souls 2 did it um, compared to, you know, the one big expansion. Like Dark Souls 3, I actually think, also did it that way, which was... Um, they did, yeah, like two... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. They're they're interestingly sized because they're not small and they're not big. It's like yeah. they're just whole areas. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, this yeah. one's a whole area. This one's a whole area. Um, yeah, they're not too yeah, big or had, too what, small. The Ashes of Ariandel and the Ring City. Those were the two. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and, those are uh, both perfectly sized, in my opinion. That, you know like, what? Once I've, hmm, they, once I've, so, first of all, uh, Dark Souls 3, you were right, 2016. So we were really eating. We were feasting back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Like, I started playing Dark Souls games at the best time, apparently. Yeah. Um, April 11th, 2016. So exactly Jesus, a dude. year after the Scholar edition of Dark Souls 2. And then... Um, and... Bloodborne, right? That Bloodborne was... was March, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's then... fucking crazy. Wow. And then let's see when the DLC was released. So Ashes came out October of the same year. And the and Ring then, like, and then the, ring, the Ringed City came out March of 2017. So oh, March, exactly really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, huh. I mean, we were really feasting. Those were the days. Those were the days for sure. What the fuck happened? Because I guess I didn't realize because I would have like started playing, I guess, after Bloodborne and Scholar had released. Um, I didn't realize how soon it all came out next to each other. I just remember thinking how excited I was for the next thing. And then three came. But that's crazy how fast Bloodborne and three came out together. Yeah, and two. I mean, two was the year before well, Bloodborne. Yeah, two was like a a different team, so that makes a little more sense because I know two and Bloodborne were being developed at the same time. Yeah. So that that makes sense in my mind, but three coming out a year after Bloodborne really fucking blows my mind well, for my some guess, reason. That's my, just like my guess is that the two team went to work on three while the Bloodborne team wrapped up Bloodborne, and then. Um, Miyazaki just kind of bounced between the two because he directed both Bloodborne and Three. Um, but that would be that would be my guess. Um, and I mean, you know, to be fair, I think. I mean, I I couldn't even tell you now, but at a certain point, wasn't it like after Three came out, he became the president of that company, right? Or was it? Uh... Or was it after Sekiro? I genuinely don't know. But so at this stage, you know, really everything he's doing is is kind of in a more conceptual sense than nitty-gritty game design. But um yeah, I mean I think uh what really threw the cadence off for me was Sekiro that I cuz I didn't like it. <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 uh it was a famine time for Souls games in my in my mind because we got we had three in 2016 and then it wasn't until Elden Ring came out that that I got another Souls game that I liked. Yeah, basically so. same. I I didn't really like Sekiro either. Um, like at all, really. I and it's <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. I don't know. I can't even really say what I didn't like about it. 
in a in a way. I mean, maybe if I really thought hard, but it's just like I just remember thinking at the time, and I know we've kind of talked about this before, but I just remember thinking at the time I got to a point where I think I was in the area with all the monkeys. Yep. Um and stuff, and I just kind of knew what I had gotten myself into at that point, and I had sort of proven to myself that I could beat that game yeah. at, at that point as well. I was just like, all right, I've gotten through enough bosses that I know I could do this, but is it worth it to me yeah, <laughs> to really get through this? Because it is so fucking stressful, and that's like really the time of my life when my time started to become a little more precious and limited, and it's like, I could dedicate my free time to this, but at what cost? <laughs> Who yeah, will I become? I mean, the world my free and, time goes into this. Yeah, I mean, the world and the characters and the story and the setting just did not appeal to me. Yeah, that for in sure. A, in a and, uh, um, so. and the 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 characters, me being punished for dying in a whole new way via yep. the dragon rot was yep. kind of a huge turnoff for me. I don't mind losing my souls. I mean, it sucks at the time, but that's like the fair trade-off of like yeah. punishment for dying for me is like my resource is gone and I have to now get more of it. Like, fine, cool. But killing NPCs, which is like what kind of carries a, not all of the game, but a part of the game for me is like interacting with these characters and seeing, you know, where their stories go is like definitely part of the experience for me. So taking that away from me because I'm dying or even just like that feeling that like if I die too much, I'm going to be punched in this whole new way. It, it just like brought this whole other level of stress I really didn't like on top of the gameplay leaning on the like stagger system and stuff like that. I didn't really like and me I being I don't kind think of, any of that stuff is permanent either. Like it's all it's all reversible with those items, but no, it is. But it, it it's I mean. I get what it's still I don't yeah I didn't like it like it it, regardless brain. if it's yeah regardless if it's yeah reversible I didn't like it um and then just the combat in general the way they leaned on the stagger system and how they kind of punish you for like relying on your old souls combat data is just like I don't know I just didn't really like that like I don't yeah. necessarily hate that the game exists like because people like Merced really like it and I think that's his favorite Souls game. So it's like, okay, clearly this appealed to a like faction of the Souls uh, audience, and that's great. But it, I'm definitely not that faction at all. I want more of the the true formula that I know and love. I think I think even just something as simple as removing leveling up was like hugely detrimental to my enjoyment of that game. Um. So. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. There's. We could go on and on. Yeah. Surely. Like. There's a yeah. lot of the things. Yeah. That yeah. add up to me just not wanting to finish it. Um. So. Coming up. Uh. What do you. What. What do you. What are you gonna play this week? What do you think. What do you think is your focus? Because there's a. We're actually in kind of a good time for for games. Yeah. Um, it's a scary good time. Um. I don't really know. Honestly. There's so many things kind of coming and. Yeah. here now that i don't really know what i'm going to be doing um uh especially because magic is kind of popping off right now too nice. there's a lot of magic cards about to come out and that's like a lot of my time and resources 
Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. There's just a lot happening right now. I kind of don't have an answer. I'll probably just pick something. And honestly, we talked about Bioshock so much. I'm probably going to end up doing some of that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. What about you? So I think um, I'm going to run this by you here. Uh, yeah. We could keep playing Borderlands Three. I am kind of interested to see that through. Maybe have an opinion on that. I am becoming dangerously close. I'm looking right now at the Steam store, and uh, there's some there's a bunch of stuff that's actually on sale right now that I've never played before, like Watch Dogs Legion. Um. Uh. I see that Assassin's Creed Three Remastered is is on sale, and I kind of want to litigate that with you. Because I'm really, I want to have a stronger opinion than I than I do on that game. But um, but uh, something that's it's really funny because I'm the opposite. I will probably never I know play that game to keep my high opinion of it. I know, I know. Um, but even even funnier is I'm looking right now, and all the Destiny, like the Witch Queen, is like fifteen dollars, which I never played. And Beyond Light is ten dollars, which I never played. And I'm like sitting here, like, dude. Do I do I play the old Destiny expansions right now? Because like I need to scratch that itch, but I don't want to pay the full price. You mean Destiny two? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to um, pay the full price to get into the new expansion. And if you buy right. the new expansion, it doesn't include the old ones. So yeah, as far that's as always I'm aware. been. No, it doesn't. That's always okay. been one of the shortcomings of every DLC they've released. I feel like it's just like. Okay, so like, let's say I was interested in Destiny and I just couldn't yeah. have played like expansion one, two, and then now I don't know how many there are deep, but just for conversation's sake, like I missed expansion one and two. Now three is coming out. Yeah, Th- there was never really a way to get all of them if you were trying to catch up. It was no. always like, yeah, you got to buy them all now, and no fucking like they might be on sale right now, but there's no just like bundled, packaged bargain deal it's no. basically like you're paying they do have a bundle the they do have a bundle it's the legacy collection 2023 and it includes the first uh three it includes shadow keep beyond light and the witch queen the newest one lightfall is the fourth one apparently okay um, i already have played shadow keep and own it so no reason for me to deal with that again um so I don't need to buy that legacy collection, but the Beyond Light is ten bucks, which was the second one, and then the Witch Queen is fifteen, which is the third one. And so for you know twenty five dollars, I could probably play about ten to fifteen hours of Destiny two and and be fine, and not need to play the new one. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of real. that's kind of where I'm at mentally. I'm like, dude, should I just fucking load up Destiny and do that? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really considering it. And and like a dragon Ishin looks amazing. I've um, seen yeah. I have seen so many people playing that game and I am like ready. I'm exact I'm ready. Yeah. Like yeah. I um yeah, I'm probably gonna do what I did with Like a Dragon for that one and pick it up on a sale, sadly, but I am also really excited to play that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that looks fun. 
There's a lot of good games. And then Resident Evil 4 Remake in only a couple weeks, three weeks or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. It's definitely um, release season right now. You can smell it in the air. Yeah. The leaves are changing. The releases are coming. Um, yeah, you're right. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. And I definitely know I'm the type that just like I like to have a new thing to do, even if I have a million other things I could be doing that I haven't done. Um, yeah. So I could easily see me picking up something. I'm just not really sure what I want yet. And a, a, a thing kind of still at the top of my list is Wild Hearts. It's just also that thing that I really am kind of waiting for. Yeah. Like a few more little optimization updates. I think maybe they already happened. I haven't looked into it. And then also kind of want like maybe a sale. Don't really want to pay seventy dollars for it, but I think, I think a, I'm I already think a half off sale on that game would be the thing that gets me to to, to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think as soon as it goes on sale, I'll pick it up. Um, especially because from what I understand, it's not like super popular, which means it probably will go on sale like within a month or two for like forty bucks, probably. You know, and that's yeah. pretty close to half off since it's seventy. Uh, I could see me picking it up then, but that. I am like ultra convinced I will love a lot and mostly just waiting for someone else to be like, I will for sure buy it um, yeah. slash a sale or good patch of some kind. But yeah, that's like pretty high up on my list. Wild hearts looks fun as fuck. Uh, I are like, you, are you tempted at all to get a, uh, a PSVR two? I am. I don't like how much it is. It's pretty much just that simple. Um, I am very, very interested. I've looked into it a lot before release and post-release. I've been watching it pretty closely. And uh, one of the highlights people are saying is they absolutely cannot believe the fidelity. Yeah. It's a 4K OLED screen on your fucking face, bro, running off of the PS5, which granted isn't a top tier PC, but in VR, that's fucking crazy level, like visuals, graphics, like smoothness you're fucking talking about. Like, holy shit, that is so appealing to me. Um, And then the dual sense sort of stuff they added to the controllers, uh, I've only heard great things about too. Um, the only cons I've heard basically are that the content really isn't there software wise yet. Um, and that the feedback, the physical feedback, uh, haptic stuff in the headset is kind of weird. And then also that the controllers are kind of small. Um, none of that stuff is particularly going to bother me. My hands are not small, but skinny. So they kind of fit, uh, in any controller. Like I'm comfortable with like the switch in the quest two. So I know I'll be fine for the PSVR, but, um, yeah. And then the haptic feed stuff in the headset kind of being mid doesn't really bother me either. Cause I had like low expectations for that anyway. Um, and yeah, I'm ultimately just kind of waiting for it to go down in price similar with PSVR one. I don't know if you remember that, but on launch. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I don't know if you remember like the whole thing with its price on release, but it was, yeah, very expensive and at the time wasn't bundled with anything whereas like fast forward a year or two after it came out there was a better version of it that costed like a hundred or two hundred dollars cheaper and it was bundled with games so like that's kind of yeah. what i'm waiting for is for there to be a library to back it up and for it to not cost more than the ps5 with no games coming with it, it i don't know what they were thinking there that was not a good business decision <laughs> 
other than I'm assuming, unlike the PS5, they just don't want to take a loss yeah. on the hardware alone. And maybe they already are because it seems pretty well designed uh, considering what's in it, uh, like the screen and stuff. So maybe they are still taking a loss on the headset and they had to charge 550 for it. But 550 and me not even getting a game with it is a lot to ask because the PSVR games aren't backwards compatible either. So you can't play Beat Saber right now. You can't play whatever the fuck else was good on PSVR 1. Like You literally have to rebuy stuff that has been redesigned for ps5 at least that's how it's explained to me i think there's a few exceptions like tetris effect got uh, a psvr2 update but i've also read that you have to pay for that update so i don't know oh 100 really? yeah i don't i don't think there is any backwards compatible game if you want to play anything on psvr2 you have to buy it regardless of what you already owned and i think they dropped the ball there too i think they really should have waited until at least things like Beat Saber were available. And I definitely think they should have just made that a free upgrade, but I don't know. I I don't know. I think it'll be similar to PSVR where it's really not going to be of any interest to me until like a year or two. But I am interested, all that being said, I just, the price point and the content isn't really there for me yet. Yeah, I think other people have echoed this sentiment, but they really needed... um they needed to negotiate Half-Life Alex onto that headset at launch. That, uh, that, I've heard a lot of people say that too. That I think deal, that would have been deal huge needed to happen because yeah. so many people have not played that game still. That could have been the entry right. point. And um it's it's far and away still the best VR game. So Yes. I think that would have been huge. I think what they needed for sure at launch is not necessarily that, but definitely a experience that is like supposed to be that quality of a vr experience kind of i think that's what they were hoping the horizon game was going to be to them but i don't think it kind of is anywhere near that level like i don't think they they quite understand or at least whoever made call of the mountain the horizon game i don't think they quite understand what makes (laughs) half-life alex what it is and that's okay i think someone will uh at sony eventually i think um, from what I understand, they're having a lot of their main IP sort of get a VR thing uh, into some capacity. I, I want to say they pretty much said that. Um, could be wrong, but uh, yeah, I want to say they've at least expressed extreme interest in uh, all their main IP getting some sort of VR version of that, like, or VR game in that world. Um so, you know, maybe someone will nail it. Maybe it'll all suck. But yeah, it's like, I think they definitely needed that. A very quality, like, thing. Uh, maybe not on par with Half-Life Alex because that's saying a lot, but yeah. at least close. And they didn't have that for sure. And then I think they also needed at least confirmation Alex is coming to it because I don't even think they've said that, right? That there's not even a murmur that it's being developed or ported to psvr2 even that would i think uh not maybe sell it like on release but at least have a lot more people paying attention like the like true gamers that are interested in alex and maybe knew it existed and also interested in vr and have a playstation maybe they would be paying a little bit more attention if they knew uh that was coming like at least i would i'd be like 
ready for that to happen. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like they're not quite there yet. It was, and this is exactly how the first VR was too. It was a pretty whatever launch that sort of built up over time. And honestly, when you're talking about hardware releases in general, it's pretty rare, rare that a console comes out and is like everything it needed to be at launch. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it, it kind of takes hardware a second to sort of get uh, where it's supposed to be. Um, and that's okay. It is weird. I think it is always like strange when consoles <laughs> release with like no games, but you know, it happens. Yeah. I like it. Like everything VR so far, it lives and dies on the software because yeah. playing, paying $500, which is by the way, the same amount as the PlayStation five. Um, more it's 550 is it really okay yeah it's oh yeah with, with controllers and everything right yeah um yeah i mean paying that much for a headset that you're not even sure how much you're going to use it is a huge ask uh and I, I really think a lot more needs to happen uh with with games like a lot more first party support needs to happen from sony to make that thing successful um than we saw with PSVR one. So um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it it needs it needs games. It needs a lot of games. It needs a lot of good games and not all of them can just be ports, which is most of what's out there right now. It's like okay, Res Infinite yeah. again, here you go. More Tetris effects. Yeah. More oh here's the VR expansion for Resident Evil Seven, you know, whatever. Um Yeah. So um, I think that's it for us today. Um, all this talking about games makes me want to play some games. So yeah, I'm definitely about to start some game. Um, don't know what. <sighs> thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Crossley, for hanging out. Yeah, for sure. Um. We'll be back soon. I, mean, I think probably another two-week time span seems likely here. I'm going to be doing some travel next week, so yeah, not a lot of games are going to happen, which gives me less to discuss, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I did download and, and play a little bit of that Metroid Prime remaster. Oh, really? Remake, whatever you want to call it. Yep. So I'll have a lot stronger opinions next time, but I already have some pretty strong ones. Good. I think, I think, you know, whatever seven year old me was right about that game, but we'll see. I don't know if you were. It's not that good. We'll see. (sighs) I don't know if that's true. All right, everyone. Tune in next time to hear us fight. (laughs) Yeah. Peace.